Virtual Assistant Podcast, episode number nine. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Virtual Assistant Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and I'm here each and every week to help you become more profitable, more efficient in your delegation in your small to medium-sized business to maybe help you become more profitable through the use of a virtual assistant. Well, my friends, this is part three in my series of tech tools, how to help or tech tools that will help you collaborate with your virtual assistant. I have some other online resources available to you today. Some of them, actually, I think everything on my list. No, no, no. One of them is free. Actually, no. Okay, never mind. I take that back. Most of them are free. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Anyway, I am so glad to be back and I have a great show uh, today because what I have is your voicemail feedback. Uh, I ask you guys to leave me questions and as promised, I try to answer any and all questions you have related to having a virtual assistant. And so right now, right here, if you have questions in your mind, what is a virtual assistant? How can it possibly help me? Specifics please give me a call at 859-795-4067. I can take those questions. And if I don't have the answer, well, guess what? I have an entire world industry of virtual assistants that I can turn to and get those answers for you. So there's no reason for you to go without, uh, well, no reason to live in ignorance when it comes to how wonderful your life can be with a virtual assistant. And, And by the way, I am not biased on the end of, you know, I, you know, that I have virtual assistant offerings for you myself personally. I have radically had my life trained, changed and transformed as the result of, of having a virtual assistant. In fact, the, the big announcement for you guys here on episode number nine, I want to let you know that effective July 1st of this year, I am bumping my retainer of my virtual assistant up from 20 hours a month to 30 hours a month. And in fact, I was actually considering doing 40, just jumping right in and saying, let's go ahead and do 40 hours a month. Uh, But my wife uh, convinced me of the fact that, you know, we probably were bumping up against our limit because of a huge, gigantic um, party that we were planning for the lost party. Uh, for our one of our podcast communities, and and so that that did take up a lot of extra time. But you know maybe that's not going to happen every single month. But what I do is I and and in the chat room somebody. By the way, we're recording this one live. I don't usually do the virtual assistant podcast live, but today I am. And so somebody's asking, is that per month or per week? And uh, it is per month. So I have my assistant on a retainer. I I guarantee that I'm going to use a minimum of 20 hours per month. That works out to about five hours a week. And I am bumping that up to 30 hours per month. And uh, for those who don't know this, actually, the, my, my time is built in minutes. So if, like, for example, if I give Andrea, my assistant, a task today that only takes, you know, I'll make it easy on myself, 45 minutes. And that's the only thing she does for me today. And she does a task for me tomorrow. And the only thing she does for me tomorrow takes 15 minutes. That's only one hour of my time, even though that one hour was was spread across two days. Um, And that includes like little three or five minute tasks and seven minute tasks. So um, it's very affordable and she works for other people so that she has plenty of other things to do throughout her day. And it just works awesomely. But yeah, what Stephanie said, my wife said, you should go ahead and just do 30 And if you find yourself bumping up against the 30 hours, then, of course, you can go ahead and and just know that you definitely are going to continue to to uh, make use of this assistance in my in my work. and, And then it would make sense to do that. So that's what I've decided to do. And by the way, I use Contemporary VA, which, by the way, is a sponsor of this podcast. And and it is one way that I am compensated for talking to you guys about virtual assistants. So I guess I maybe I maybe am a little bit biased towards this. But trust me, I sought them out. They did not seek me out. I, I really believe in Contemporary VA. And so do some of you now. In fact, here's the deal. 
Many of our listeners to the virtual assistant podcast have now since gone and hired a virtual assistant or at least tried it out. Some of you who out there have emailed me or sent me direct messages and stuff like that. I would love to hear your voice on our voicemail feedback hotline. If you've hired somebody from virtual from Contemporary VA, the sponsor of the show, I'd love to hear from you. If you've hired somebody from another source out there, I'd love to hear from you. But I want to hear your voice. If you could submit it via audio to 859-795-4067, or you can email an audio attachment to feedback at gspn.tv, which is the Generally Speaking Production Network. Anyway, getting back to it, I, I found myself just, you know, at the end of every month, you know, the last final month uh, or week of the month saying, you know, I only have about two hours left. And so that's on a Monday. And here I've got an entire week ahead of me and I only have prepaid for two hours. Now, the good news is with my plan with Contemporary VA, at the end of my um, retained hours, I can go over no problem at all. And it's not like 40 bucks an hour. So I can tell you my 20 hours per month was $19 an hour. And um, I think that works out to $380 a month. Uh, Matter of fact, I'm pretty positive about that. It's $380 a month. I pay for that in the, at the beginning of the month and I have all those hours available to me. Now, if I go over my 20 hours, uh, my rate if for the retainer hours is 19 hours a month. But if I go over my 20 hours a month uh, and I need her for an additional four hours this week, well, those additional four hours are only going to cost me $20 per hour. So it's not like it, it jumps up a whole lot. So this is this is very good news for me. If I ever get to that final week and say, you know what, I still need you for another seven hours. Um, and so it's like I, I can add that on. It's not going to be a whole lot more expensive than if I had her on retainer. So a matter of fact, it's only a dollar an hour more. So that's not bad. Now, bumping up to 30 hours per month, I save 50 cents an hour. So it's, it's going to be 1850 an hour. And the more hours you have on retainer, the lower the hourly rate is uh, in, 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 on that scale. But the overtime hours, you know, the, you know, the overtime hours is still a flat $20. So if I had, you know, if I had a 30 hour retainer and I go, you know, and I need her services for 35 hours this month. I'm the other five hours are only going to still be $20 per hour. This, my friends, in the world of business, hello, um, have you ever been an employee somewhere? Well, the deal here is that um, overtime is is like, it, it's like, okay, this is how many hours I've agreed to work for you. And I remember working for places that, you know, when they ask you, it's like, you know what? I know we only told you we were going to use you for this much, but we need you for some overtime. That's time and a half or double time. In in the business world, this is what I would expect. But with my services through Contemporary VA, again, it's not double time. It's not time and a half. It's not $35 an hour for each of those hours I go over. No, it's it's just a dollar more. Uh, or a dollar fifty more effective July uh, thirty or July first. So I'm excited, and 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 if anything, this is a testament to how awesome things are going. And yeah, the party is over, uh, which was a major event, and Andrea did so much work on that. But here's the thing: there are so many other things in my business that I've looked at and said, "Wow." I, I know that I can create some workflows, some to-do lists, and, and, and some outlines to give to her to, and train her on some other processes in my business, and I can really let her run with it. And the good thing is, is I really do love my virtual assistant because she does a wonderful job. She is like, an employ- she is like a very loyal employee. In fact, in my family's, um, my family's family run insurance agency. I I worked there for 11 years before leaving that to do podcasting full time. And I will tell you this, the only people who were loyal to our business were my mom, my dad, my sister, and myself. We've had lots of employees over the years and none of them have ever been as loyal as my virtual assistant is to my business. She cares about my business and cares deeply about it. And, and she's a great representative of, of my values 
and 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 the the professionalism for which I want my my business to be known for. And so, folks, I cannot be happier. So that's my big announcement. Now, here's the deal. I am going to share with you some more technology tools for uh, to help you collaborate a little bit better with your virtual assistant. But before I get to those, I want to answer a couple of your calls. And we're going to turn to Mark first. And here is Mark's call. Hey, Cliff. Thanks for the show. This is Mark from uh, KSADefense.com, your source for personal protection training. Uh, quick question on the uh, virtual assistant podcast. I've used uh, virtual assistants a few times. And uh, checking on the workflow, one of the most frustrating things for me is getting my task ready really for my VA almost becomes such a huge task in itself. I feel like I can almost get the task done myself. So uh, looking for some feedback on some um, workflow ideas for getting stuff ready for a VA. Thanks. Great show. All right, Mark. Very good question. Um, the first thing I noticed, you, you said that you've used VAs a couple times. Uh, one of the tips that I'm going to give you, and it's one that I've shared here in the past, and I'm probably going to share it many times in the future, is that I don't know if I would have been successful or if I would have probably been as passionate about having a virtual assistant if I would have hired a virtual assistant for just a task. Now, again, you're only getting my experience here, which I am going to tell you right now, my experience is currently limited to, well, what I'm experiencing now, but I plan on branching out. Um, but but here's the deal. I actually signed up for a retainer and a contract that says I'm going to use you month to month and I'm going to use you for a minimum of 20 hours. So what this did is it forced me to find things that I needed to give or to delegate. It forced me to give these things. Now, if I was hiring a virtual assistant and I did not plan an ongoing relationship with my assistant, I can certainly see where it might become very difficult for me to teach somebody to do a task. Now, here's the situation. There are some um, circumstances that I can think that would come up in a scenario where you have a project that you need to get done and um, it would make sense to have a virtual assistant that, that maybe you're not going to work with on an ongoing basis. For example, let me give you uh, one of the things that I would suggest is not giving a virtual assistant that you're not going to have an ongoing relationship with. Um, don't give them tasks that are one time tasks. Give them repetitive tasks. Give them things that are productivity killers in your business, things that eat up your profitability in your business for you to do. I'll give you a perfect example of this. Let's just say you have a a spreadsheet or yeah, well let's just say you have a contact list and your contact list has oh, let's just say your contact list has 500 names on them. Well, what you want to do is you want to create a spreadsheet because you're going to you're going to try this new campaign and you're going to uh, number 1 you're going to email at all you know, 500 people on your contact list. And what you're going to do is you're going to send out this email to them and and it's going to be an email that hopefully a majority of them are going to respond to one way or the other. And what you want to do is you want to track their responses. You know, this person said, yes, definitely contact me. This person says, I am considering this and I will be ready in six months. Or they chose the option that says, hey, contact me. I'll be ready in about in a couple of weeks. You know, and this column here says, you know, contact me today. Um, and, and, and basically, you need to track this information into a spreadsheet. Well, you could give this to a virtual assistant and give them this repetitive task where they're going to be sending out 500 emails and and all those responses need to be sifted through. These are things that really don't take a whole lot of training. Maybe you want to sit down and say, okay, this is what I want the spreadsheet to look like. Maybe you'll create the spreadsheet yourself. And then you'll train them on, okay, here's here's what you're going to do. The, you're going to check my this specific email inbox that I've set up for this campaign. And, and as these emails come in, I want you to take the information from the email and convert it and put all that data into the spreadsheet. And then I want you to give me a, a report at the end of a month. And I want you to give me a report of all the people who have, you know, that I need to contact at, and at what dates I need to follow up with them. I mean, there, there are all kinds of little tasks like this, but what you want to do is you want to give repetitive tasks, things where you train once and the fact that your virtual assistant knows how to do this will be useful for you week after week after week after week after week. 
And see, that's where I've, I think I've been successful in, in training in workflows because I'll be honest with you. There are times where I've spent an hour and a half, sometimes two hours training my assistant on how to do one thing for me. And that is equipment sales. This is how you actually do this. I think we probably spent about, probably spent about two hours going over the workflow of what it looks like, all the thing, all the steps that you need to go through. And she wrote everything down in detail, step by step instructions. And since then, you know, I found a couple loopholes or a couple holes in the in in the in the armor there that is like she goes, oh, what if this happens? It's like, oh, I hadn't thought about that. Here's what you do there, and she adds that to the list. But these are things that happen over and over again. Placing orders for equipment is something that happens over and over again. And so this is something that I, sure it took me a lot of time. A lo- matter of fact, it took me about two, maybe two and a half hours on the phone with her. My friend, it took me about six hours, six hours to actually sit down and write down all the things that I felt that I needed to train her and tell her about as it relates to this. So six hours of prep time and then two and a half hours of her time to teach her all those things that I had put together. Now, that's an entire day of my life. Is it now how long do these orders that take? Well, each order might take maybe 15, 25 minutes of my time, maybe 30 minutes of my time. And, you know, I get a couple orders a day. So it's like, man, do I actually spend, you know, 30 minutes here just doing these orders when they come in, which I certainly can do. And I had done for a couple years. Or do I take one full, full, complete day of productivity and set it aside to actually teach my assistant how to do this for me. Well, let me tell you, I taught her how to do that in January. I have not had to teach her anything else related to that except for, you know, I taught her in January. There were a couple follow-ups where she said, what if this, what if this? And we came up with solutions to all those what ifs. And now she has a complete understanding of my order process. And that was back in January. Today, when I get an order, I send her an email. I said, I have this client and he needs this, 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 and this. I hit send and boom, I'm done with it. So today, instead of taking 35 minutes to process an order, it takes me no more than three minutes to process an order. So, and by the way, I'm doing more orders on a weekly basis now than I did back then and it's taking me less time to process all of the orders than it used to take to process one order, and that is the value of teaching your virtual assistant how to do repetitive tasks. Now, let's just say, you know, you're just, maybe you're just having a hard time, you know, training your assistant. It's like, you know, I know how to do all this stuff in my head, and I get my assistant on the phone, and I teach them how to do it, And then they always come back with tons of like ancillary questions. It's like, well, what if this? What if this? Kind of like what I just told you. Well, here's what I did. Like I said, it it took me a lot of time to do the prep work. Now, by the way, my order process is pretty detailed. Most tasks don't take that long. Like, for example, one of the tasks that I taught my virtual assistant how to do is whenever somebody signs up for my gspn.tv mailing list, which you can go to gspn.tv slash mailing list. Um, there's an option on there. It says, do you want to be added to the podcast answer man mailing list? And it's a yes or no question. And I have those set up as two different mailing lists for uh, a, a number of reasons. And so basically what I do is I, I send Andrea that message and say, hey, can you add this person to podcast to the podcast answer man list? Same thing. If you go to podcastanswerman.com slash mailing lists, which I suggest anybody listening to this podcast should do if you're interested in podcasting and new media at all. And, and how you can use social media to extend your brand. But anyway, go to podcastanswerman.com slash mailing list. And, and there's an option there. It says, do you want to be updated about gspn.tv content? If so, click yes. And every time one of those comes in, I forward that message over to my virtual assistant. It just took me maybe 15 minutes to show her how to sign in, gave her my username and password, uh, showed her where the lists are and and how I have it set up for her to add that person's email name, email address, and a couple other pertinent pieces of information, and to add them to a to a, a mailing list manually. 
And and so not everything takes this big, huge time. But maybe you do have a workflow, Mark, or anybody else out there listening. And you're just, you get on the phone with your assistant and you train them how to do it. And it does it just didn't seem like you covered everything. And you it's like, man, this would just be easier if I did it myself. Well, here's what I suggest that you do. Do it yourself. Okay. <laughs> it's like, well, wait a second. This is all about using a virtual assistant. Yes, it is. It is all about using a virtual assistant, but here's here's what I mean by this. Do it yourself. Do it yourself for the next two weeks, and hopefully it's a task that comes up often enough. Otherwise, if it's a if it's a task that doesn't come up often enough, if it's not a repetitive task, and and it and it doesn't take a lot of time, and it takes more time to train than it does to to actually do the task yourself. Well, then do the task yourself. It doesn't make sense for you to spend more time teaching somebody to do something that's not going to come up often enough for it to make financial sense and keep you from being profitable. So so do it yourself in that case all the time if it's just something that comes up every now and then and you don't have an ongoing relationship. But if you have a task that comes up uh, fairly, you know, it comes up enough that it gets in your way, but, you know, honestly, you know, you just don't know how to train for all the different circumstances that come up because it's always different. And by the way, I have a lot of tasks. In fact, equipment sales was one of those things that really there's a whole lot of issues. What if they pay um, via PayPal? What if they pay via, via the check by mail? What if they pay check by phone? What if they pay this way? I mean, there's a whole lot of what ifs. And so what I did is I got this outlining program, which by the way, I use a program called Outliner for the iPad. And that's just called Outliner. So there's a tech tool for you today uh, made by Carbon Fin. Uh, uh, that's the name of the company. And uh, if you go to cfoutliner.appspot.com, I'll, I'll put all the links to Outliner in the show notes. But I, I got this program and it's just an outliner. It says here are the big things. This is, you know, step one, step two, step three. And then under step one, it's like, if this, then this, if this, then this. And so what I have is an entire checklist of all the things. And every time any task in that list has a bunch of what ifs, I just indent over and I actually say, okay, if this happens, then this, 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 if this happens, then this, 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 you know, if you're doing this, make sure that you do this. And so basically what I did is I did the process myself. Now, obviously, I did equipment sales myself completely for for two years. And so you would think I could just get on the phone for two and a half hours and just walk her through the process. No. Instead, in preparation, like I said, I spent six hours thinking through all the what ifs. I spent six hours processing a bunch of orders and saying, okay, here's what I'm doing. And I wrote down everything that I did as I was doing it. So do the task yourself for a day or two or for three days or for a week or two. And every time you do the task, don't do anything that you don't write down. So you make a commitment to yourself. I'm writing down every step. I mean, I'm talking about every click of the button if you need to. Another thing to do is record yourself. Record yourself doing these things. Use screencasting software like Camtasia or ScreenFlow. There's two other technology tools. Um, if you're on a Mac, use ScreenFlow. It's $99. If you're on a PC, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and, and, and the software that you should use on the PC uh, it, it, that you should look at is Camtasia. It's, it's one of the more popular ones. Now, there are other options on both platforms. Those are the two that I have seen the most. Uh, and ScreenFlow, I live and die by ScreenFlow, my friends. Um on the PC side, actually last week or recently, we talked about GoToMeeting. GoToMeeting is another service. Uh, on the PC side, they do actually allow you to record um, you what you're doing on your GoToMeeting. So you can even use that. But you can record screencasts and say, hey, this is me doing the process. And you can just verbally walk through it. Now, I don't think it's as good as an outline because you can give your your assistant the this outline with checklists. And they can actually... They can actually go through and and manually check off every little step during the way. And as long as you calculated that step, and, and by the way, the importance of doing it, doing it yourself is so that you know all the what ifs, at least as much as the what ifs. And then understand this. When you delegate a task, there is a chance. Actually, no, there's not a chance. There is the reality 
that things are going to happen that you did not plan for in your list. And so your assistant is going to ask you questions. And I'm just saying that if you do it yourself and mark down every single detail of everything you do and and calculate for all the what ifs that you can possibly think of, then you're going to reduce the amount of questions that your your virtual assistant has afterwards. And if your virtual assistant just doesn't seem capable of keeping up, well, then, my friend, it's time to move on in the virtual assistant land to a different virtual assistant who is a little bit more adept to what it is that you need them to do. All right. So, Mark, I hope that helps you out. And I hope that is helpful to other folks who are listening. Now we're going to move over to another call this week. And this comes in from Sean. Hey, Cliff. This is Sean Fry calling from Iowa. And I'm calling for your virtual assistant podcast. And I'm a road warrior salesperson. And I'm just wondering how a virtual assistant can help me in my sales activities. I travel to four states selling a product line to a real narrow niche of customers, of which I've got about 200 customers. So just looking forward to your thoughts on that, man. Love the podcast. And uh, keep up the great work. Hey, thanks, All right. Sean, thank you so much. I'm glad to know that you're enjoying the virtual assistant podcast. And it sounds to me like you were calling, no get or no doubt, the road. You're a road warrior sales guy. Okay, so so um by the way, you're 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 a person in business, and and, and I honestly believe that everybody can benefit from a virtual assistant. I, I am convinced of it. My matter of fact. Uh, you know, I, I'm trying to, to convince my wife into letting me have Andrea do some of her stuff, like, you know, making doctor's appointments for the kids and stuff like that. So, uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. I think everybody can benefit from this. But he, you are, you're you're in a specific situation. You want to know as a road, you know, traveling on the road sales guy, how can you benefit from having a virtual assistant? Well, you can benefit in every way that I can benefit from because we're both in business, right? We're both, you know, we're, spo- we're both selling stuff. We're both doing all kinds of stuff. But I do have some things for you that I want to suggest that are specific to your needs as being on the road all the time. Now, Sean, I'm going to say this to you and I can, I'm just putting myself in your shoes. If I, if I, if my eyes had not been opened completely to my absolute need and desire for how my life could be better by having a virtual assistant, I believe by hearing what I'm about to share with you would radically change my life, all right? So here's the deal. Number one, taking your phone calls for you, all right? This can be done through Google Voice, which is another It's another service that I'm gonna talk about today. I'll tell you what, it sounds like all in the, in the actual voicemails here today, I'm gonna talk about most everything, Uh, that I was going to talk about in the technology section, but uh, I'll kind of just sum those up. But anyway, you could use this service called Google Voice. I'll go into more detail in a little bit. And you give this phone number to everybody. And this phone number, when people call it, it can ring you and it actually can can ring straight through to your virtual assistant. Now, I want to tell you that if I'm a business and I want to talk to somebody and make an appointment to, to have a conversation with you, it's, it would seem that it would be a more professional sound if I was to have a, that conversation with you or somebody who was not traveling down the road, who was not having a conversation with me with a lot of road noise in the background. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I, I'm, I can certainly tell you that yesterday I had a lunch appointment that ran a little bit late, all right, and I was scheduled for a 2.30 consulting call by phone. And I left my lunch appointment at like 2.15. It was a very long lunch. It was a very profitable and very, very good lunch with a client. But I was running late. And be, But the thing is, is one of the things, because I had the technology that I had, I, I knew that when the person called me, I wasn't going to be able to be in the studio to pick up the call. But I because I have Google Voice, it was also going to ring my cell phone at the same time. I was very self-conscious about the fact that this person is going to be calling me and I am actually, this person is going to be paying me $150 an hour for me to talk to him and teach him how to use this equipment that he just purchased for his podcast. And so I'm going to be paid $150 an hour 
And I felt really bad about the fact that when he calls for the first eight to 10 minutes of the call, he's going to hear the road noise of my car as I'm driving down the road. It's like, how professional is that? Now, I will tell you, it was a blessing by God or from God that he actually is on the West Coast and I'm on the East Coast. And when he told when we told him or when and here's the thing, I scheduled this call. Mistake number one. If my assistant would have scheduled this call, this would have not happened. But I'm glad it happened the way it did. He's on the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast. When I called, you know, when he didn't call, I actually called him. I said, you know, it's two thirty. Uh, we have a call today, right? He goes, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll talk to you at two thirty. I said, what? It's two thirty seven now. And he's like, oh, well, it's only eleven thirty seven right now here. And I, oh. And so that was that was a huge mistake. But anyway, with all that being said, I should have had my virtual assistant schedule that call. We would have been on the same page and then we would have realized that, you know, I wasn't available at that time uh, when he, you know, at two thirty his time. But anyway, that that's a whole nother scenario, whole nother story and a whole nother reason why I need to let go of control and let my virtual assistant do things for me all the time instead of making these exceptions where sometimes I do things myself because I don't think about all the details. I just say, hey, let's talk at 2.30. He's like, okay, I got you down for 2.30. And it's like, oh, duh. Okay. But anyway, the situation though is I think taking calls from the phone call maybe doesn't sound as professional and that's just personally how I feel. And And I'm not suggesting that you should feel that way, but this is how I felt and it's not, I'm not putting this judgment on you. I'm telling you how I felt about the potential of receiving a phone call of somebody who is going to pay me 150 bucks an hour for the first eight to 10 minutes of that call being me on the road. Um, but of course, some of that mindset could have been the fact that I was late for an appointment and, and some other things, but that's neither here nor there. But anyway, so you could have your virtual assistant take your calls for you. Number two, <laughs> and and again, this is something I let your assistant take all and book all of your meetings for you. You know, you're traveling down the road. You don't need to be jotting things down with your pen. Heaven forbid trying to enter it into your PDA or whatever uh, PDA. Do we ever call those things PDAs? Your smartphone, your iPhone, your Android phone, whatever you got, your your uh, BlackBerry. Uh, you don't need to be putting things in and looking at your calendar while you're driving down the road. You don't need to lose road time to pull over to the side of the road to have these conversations. Let your assistant you know, it's like you, maybe you take the phone call. And it's like, you know what? Let me pat you through to my assistant. And you, and you just bring up three-way calling. You hit the little button. And it's like, hey, I need Andrea, I need you to talk with Mr. Johnson here. He needs to schedule a call. And you could three-way it. Or after you connect, you could let go. And boom, your assistant's handling everything for you. Or just let your assistant handle the phone calls. It's one of the things that I'm going to be moving towards here in the near future is letting my assistant take my phone calls for me. But let her book all of your appointments that that's that's one of the things um sorting through your emails you're traveling down the road i don't know about you but if i were you if i was in your situation i'm afraid that i would be spending too much time checking my email yes while i'm driving down the road put the crackberry down (laughs) and and by the way sean i have i'm not even suggesting this for you i'm just i'm saying cliff put the iphone down and, and I say this because I remember driving to Nashville for several uh, things and and I'm always looking at my email driving down the road. So this is not a good thing. Let your assistant sort your through your emails. Let her uh, mark some things with, you know, in Gmail. We remember we talked about that. Let her put stars or highlight certain things that you need to take care of soon as you get to your computer and and important things. By golly, she can go through your email or he, I, I don't want to say that there's no male virtual assistants out there. Uh, he or she can go through your email. And if there's something urgent that you need to be alerted to, by golly, they can pick up the phone and call you. It's safer at maybe even have hands free set and whatever. So let them sort through your email for you. Let them respond and, and, and get all that stuff taken care of. I'm telling you, it will change your life. I, and by the way, I've started to let Andrea into my inbox and she does some of that stuff for me from time to time. I'll say, hey, I've got a lot of emails. Can you just go through and read all of them and mark anything that you feel I need to address instantly? Because I'm only going to have 45 minutes this evening to look at my email. She does that for me. 
I go in, when I have that 45 minutes, there's like seven emails that have this exclamation mark. Boom, I address those emails. I let the rest sit until the next day. Absolutely amazing. All right, looking up directions. Have you ever sit there and said, you know, you're on a sales call and you're in a town or a city you're not quite familiar with? Instead of looking up those directions and stuff like that, maybe you have a GPS and it's real simple. But uh, perhaps maybe, you know, you don't even know the address. Well, instead of looking up, you know, and searching all that stuff on your portable web browser, have your assistant, call your assistant up and say, hey, I'm supposed to meet so-and-so at this restaurant. Will you look it up and get the address for me? And then she can look it up, call you right back. And by the way, if I keep saying she, it's only because that's what my virtual assistant is. Okay, so just deal with me. Um, Anyway. So she can call you back and say, here's the address. And then you can pull over and punch that into your into your um, uh, your GPS unit. So booking hotels, you know, it's like, hey, I'm going to be traveling to such and such. Let her find the hotel for you. Let her reserve it for you. Let her do all the confirmations. Uh, let's just say you want to take a if you want to take a client out for dinner, let your assistant do some research for you and find a a nice restaurant in the area and let her book the rest of reservations for you. Um, After you leave a client and you place an order, let your eye go ahead and get on the phone and, and take your handwritten scribbled notes and, and have her just call her and just tell her what the client wants and let your client or let your VA do the invoice for you. And in fact, she can place the order and do the invoice, and it, matter of fact, within before you get back to your hotel, your client has everything. How professional would that be? Tracking expenses, you know, all those little receipts and all that other stuff. Just get yourself a little tiny portable bucket or envelope or something, and and actually just take a, an envelope for each trip. And every time you have a receipt, all you do is you could take a picture of it with your smartphone and send it in. You could. Just put it in the envelope, but every time you could either send a little email to her and she will put it into your your accounting software immediately. Every time you spend a, a, a dollar fifty for a, a soft drink and a vending machine, that's travel expense. Call it in, email it in to her. She can track it immediately. You don't have to sit there and let it build up and say, ah, oh, I don't want to sit down and track all these receipts. Let them take care of it. Here's one for me. And folks, I will tell you, I, I, I miss out on this opportunity every year in my business. I have the hardest time keeping a mileage log. I make trips to Nashville. I make trips all over Cincinnati. I, I make all kinds of business trips and I've never turned in a mileage report because I'm not disciplined enough to turn in a mileage log or to keep a mileage log. I've got a virtual assistant now and by golly, I could, I could just take a picture of my mileage with my iPhone and say, hey, I and I, I could go to Andrea and say, Andrea, I need to start keeping a mileage log. Anytime you know that I'm going on uh, a trip that requires, you know, business work, um, I want you to force me. I want you to remind me, go and get that mileage log. And what if she what if I say, hey, Andrea, I'm you know, I'm down here. I, I'm over here at the Apple store and I need you to track this for me, or, hey, I went to the Apple store, and, and she says, wait, you went to the Apple store? Isn't that in Kenwood? I'm like, yeah. She goes, I need your mileage, Cliff. I mean, that, that's how this could work, and I could say, oh, I don't have it. I, she, goes, she could say, well, go out and tell me what your mileage is right now, and she could go, and I could get her that mileage. She goes, okay, um, and so I know where your house is. I know where the Kenwood store is. I'll look it up. I'll get the coordinates. I'll, I'll figure up the number of mileage t- there, and so the distance, driving distance, and she goes, what What she could do is she could take my current mileage, subtract the number of miles to and back, and then she could continue to add that into my mileage log. Uh, Andrea, when you hear this, <laughs> which I know she will, uh, Andrea, will you, when you hear this, will you work with me to, <laughs> to start doing my mileage log? I want to start tracking my, tracking my mileage. Uh, anyway. And then um, my friend Jonathan also said, you know, you could have them send, uh, you could have them send out paperwork for you. You know, uh, you can have them send out documents in the mail. Uh, you, you can have them send faxes if people still do faxes. You can have them do scanned documents. You can have them type up letters for you. I mean, all of this stuff that is so. I mean, you have so much downtime in that car. By golly, you could have somebody for a very low cost. You know, as low as. You know, 20 bucks or less for somebody here in the States, I know, 
through Contemporary VA. And we've also talked about other opportunities of other people elsewhere for four bucks an hour. You could have these people doing some stuff for you. And I'm telling you, it will make you more profitable. I believe that. If not, it'll make you, it'll give you a lot more free time so that when you're home with your family, you know, just, I'm not sure, Sean, if you have family or whatever, but gosh, wouldn't it be nice to not sit there and have to do all of this stuff when you get back to the hotel or when you get back to, I mean, we need to relax a little, right? So anyway, hopefully that helps. Uh, Sean, if you're a road warrior sales guy, absolutely you can benefit from having a virtual assistant. All right, so let's see here. Let's do a little review. So now we're back to the technology tools. So we talked a little bit about uh, screencasting, uh, ScreenFlow. If uh, matter of fact, if uh, and by the way, I'm just going to tell you the names, and I'm going to talk real quickly about these technology tools. But ScreenFlow is what I use for the Mac for recording anything that happens on my screen. I can I literally captures every single pixel of my screen. It will capture still images. If I move things around, if I play high definition video, it will record all the high definition video. It records all the sounds that my computer would make. I can actually set it up to where it also records all the sounds that come in from my microphone. Um, if I want to, I can actually have it uh, record the video from my eyesight camera or another web camera that I can hook up to it. I mean, it just, it will um, it will record everything that I want it to record. And then I can actually save that and export it as any type of video format I want. I can make it flash for the web. I can make it, I, I can make it all sorts of stuff. And then I can just upload it and send that off to my virtual assistant and she can say, okay, here's Cliff t- training me how to do this. And by the way, Cliff also sent me a PDF document or a Word document or uh, a Google document is what I use is Google documents, a Google document on the step-by-step process. And I can follow through here. And so I, you know, maybe, you know, your virtual assistant doesn't work at three o'clock in the morning and you're up at three o'clock and you can record this thing for 25 minutes. And so, um, screen flow is how I record everything on the Mac side of things on the PC side of things. Um, Camtasia, there's a lot of other, just what you want to look for is screen cast software and then you can type in pc or mac um so yeah screen casting tools it's a great way to uh, record video tutorials to train your virtual assistant on how to do tasks all right uh the next one here is uh let's okay so we talked about um google voice right so google voice is free if you go to voice.google.com or google.com.voice Uh, This is an absolutely free program that you can sign up for. It'll give you a free telephone number, even in your local area code. And you can start using this as your number. And what you can do is you can associate any other phone numbers that you have to your account. So if you were to call right now, matter of fact, um, uh, Jonathan, will you call this number right now? And I will demo this. Uh, Let me give Jonathan or let's see here. 859... I'm going to just type this into the chat room and I'm going to ask Jonathan if he'll call this number. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to turn on my ringer here in the studio and I'm going to turn the ringer on my iPhone. And uh, let's see here if somebody will call my phone number that I just put into the chat room. I will demo this now. By the way, they're about 20 to 30 seconds behind me in the chat room. Uh, because the of how Ustream works with our live shows. But I'm sure somebody's going to call my phone number. And what you're going to hear here in the studio is you're going to hear the studio line ring, and you're also going to hear my cell phone ring at the same time. So there's the studio line ringing right now. And there we go. Now check this out. I'm going to answer the phone on my iPhone. All right, so now, now the, um, the actual phone's going to stop ringing in the studio. Is this Jonathan? Hey, I'm doing very good, Jonathan. Now, nobody can hear you in the podcast right now, but here's what I'm going to do. If you'll hang on the line, what I'm going to do now, let's just say this was yesterday. I I had that scheduled consulting call um, or no, no. Okay. This is better. Jonathan, um, on my cell phone, I'm going to pretend this is my virtual assistant and I just took your call. Now I want to transfer the call to another number. And so all I'm going to do is I'm going to press the, press the star button on my phone. Now listen what happens in the studio. 
my studio line starts to ring. I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. And I'm going to hang up on my iPhone. And Jonathan, are you there? I'm here. How are you doing? I'm doing very good. So basically what I just did is somebody called my Google voice number and it rang both to my studio, which is a hardwired phone in my home and in my business. And I had it ring also at the same time to my iPhone. I picked up the call on my iPhone, had the conversation, and then I decided I wanted to be able to, it's like, okay, now I'm back at the studio. Now I can transfer over to my studio phone. And so all I did is I pressed the star button. It rang all the other numbers on my account. And then I chose what I wanted to pick up, which is the studio line. And now I can have this conversation with Jonathan. Jonathan, do you use Google Voice? Oh, I love Google Voice. I've had it since before it was Google Voice. And it was Grand Central. It's absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Hey, let me ask you this. What are your thoughts on um, technology tools? Are, are there any other technology tools just off the top of your head? Just give me one that you think is very useful in collaborating with a virtual assistant. Oh, I, I'm not sure. I, it, listening to the show today, the thing that came to my mind was your system for tracking your mileage. And, and realistically, I can think of if you set it up where you can train yourself to do two simple things, it'll make it great and, and easy. One is when you step into your car, press the button to reset the tachometer or whatever it's called that tracks your mileage. Yep. The second thing is when you get out of the car after doing business, you pull out your phone because you have a smartphone, take a picture of it, and as you're walking in, you send an email with that picture and tell what business things you are doing to your VA. Yeah. And that's, I think that's the simplest system you can come down to for letting your VA track your mileage. So I was, I was going to send that out as feedback, but I guess that's covered right now. <laughs> it's covered. You know, that's great. And you know, for me, and, and, and I totally understand what you're saying, and I will tell you, I am just the worst at remembering it. Maybe after a while I could get used to it, but I, I can tell you where, my, yeah. where Andrea can come in useful for me. She knows my business. She, Andrea knows what I'm doing on a daily basis. I mean, she is involved in my business. And what I, what I love is that I can actually use her as accountability and, and, and folks, this is the other thing you, you can use that. That's, that's another value of having a virtual assistant is accountability. Say, listen, I want you to remind, will you remind me to do this next week? And it's and boom, it's just like, Cliff, you remember you or you told me to remind you to do this. Have you done that yet? Oh, I haven't done that. You need to get on that. And I, and I love it. She says, you need to get on that, sir. And, and it's like, I love it. I, the accountability. And I think that could be so helpful in this area in, in tracking mileage. And, and so anyway, Jonathan, thank you for helping me, man. You're welcome. You're welcome. Have a good day. All right. You too, man. Thanks. All right. So there you go, folks. Live demo of Google Voice. And by the way, uh, I, in, in the situation there, that is how it was useful to me personally. But you can see how... Um, if I want to, I can actually set it up to where uh, my virtual assistant has a phone, gives me one of her phone numbers, and she can set up distinctive ring or whatever the case may be. And I punch in her phone number so that whenever you call me, it also rings that line at her place of business. And she knows that, you know, hey, if this rings more than two times, then I pick it up or I can just send her a message saying, hey, until further notice, please pick, you know, please man the telephone lines or I can say always man the telephone lines and send me a text message, you know, if you need me, if you're going to transfer a call or something. I There's so much you can do with this. So Google Voice, it's absolutely free. I will tell you this. Um, if you sign up, you may have to wait about a week or two to get your your phone number, but they're pretty quick on turning those around. And if you if you're using Twitter and you have a, a, a decent sized social network going on, chances are if you send out a Twitter message and say, hey, does anybody have a Google voice invite that you can send me? Uh, chances you'll find somebody out there. Now, I've already given all of mine away, but uh, there's a good chance that you know somebody that uses Google in Google voice who does have an invite invite that they can send you to get you in right away. So there you go. Screencasting tools like ScreenFlow or Camtasia. There's lots of other options available. There's Google Voice. 
Uh, we talked about Outliner for the iPad. Of course, that's really only if you have the iPad. They have a version for the iPhone. I don't like it. It, it, it doesn't flow as well. The screen's not big enough. Um, but Outliner for the iPad. But anyway, you can actually do... Um, uh, you just go to Google and just do a search for Outliner Software. I'm just going to do that real quick here. If you just do a Google search for Outliner Software, there is ton- there are a ton of options out there. And and I will tell you, it really will help you develop those workflows. It, it has changed my life radically in helping me figure out how do I get all the details of all the what ifs. And I love the fact that it can say, you know, indent in, and then there's all this ifs. And I love that it, they're all collapsible lists so that in its simplest form, you can collapse everything to where it just shows the five main points. And then you can actually say, okay, now I want you to uncollapse and show me this tree of other options. I I hope that I'm just explaining that in a way that it makes a lot of sense. But uh, let me take a look at my time here. We're already at 50 minutes. So that's Outliner. Uh, I'll tell you what, I am going to save the rest of these for next week and just uh, go ahead and wrap things up because I've been talking for a long time here. I do have plenty of more technology tools for you. If you have technology tools that you want to tell us about, give us a call. 859-795-4067. Of course, if you have feedback uh, for the show, if you have a question for the show. By the way, I love your questions. We got two great questions from Mark and Sean today. Give us a call. 859-795-4067. And by the way, um, if you have started using a virtual assistant, let us know how it's working out for you. We would love to hear your audio feedback at 859-795-4067. Don't forget, you can also send an email with an audio file attached to it to feedback at gspn.tv. Again, that email address, feedback at gspn.tv. Hey, until next week, everybody, God bless you and join the community. Join the community.